Rob. <laughs> So, bro, I'm Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that would be a horrible persona. ago, a young woman from upstate New York disappeared on what was supposed to be a fun, risk-free trip to Bali. Soon after that, another young woman from Berkeley lost herself while finding herself in India. Their stories are not unique. In this podcast, we'll show what exactly happens when white, upper-class women invoke the basest desires of... Wait, hold on. This isn't a podcast that stokes race hate in the guise of true crime focused on American tourists? This is the right can't read? A podcast that looks at things appropriated by the right wing? Well, honestly, that sounds a little easier to handle. Uh, who are the two of you? And have you ever been taken while traveling in the mysterious Orient? Taken? No, thank goodness. I'm still alive, still here. Rachel, that's my name. Uh, pronouns are she, her. Well, what's your game? My game. Rachel's your name. What's your game? Soccer mainly, right? Uno. Definitely Uno. <laughs> Uno. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I am Robert Sharkey. My game is recently mountain biking, but traditionally being sat mm-hmm. online. So yeah, moving mountain up in the biking world. Sounds a lot better. It is. Uh, yeah. It's it's slightly better than being sad online. I would, I would get with mostly better. Yeah. A lot better, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am Aaron Simon, and my game is uh, taking my dog for very long walks and trying to, to stop him from trying to get through a fence to, to find his way to chickens. That's his game. That's his <laughs> game. Well, today, you know what we're going to do? Um, Specifically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue my trend of just really rolling in the deep nerd shit. You know, I heard recently that English utility companies have been pouring sewage out on beaches like Brighton, which is a very popular beach. That's us. That's us. We're we're the utility companies just pouring sewage out into the podcast networks. Just bunch of beachgoers just swimming in our yeah this is that got away from me <laughs> anyway look for us we're going to be talking about uh, a comic book character really none of us probably care about this comic book character but here we are so R- robert rachel how little specifically how little do you care about the punisher <laughs> so little that i know absolutely nothing about it very good I grew up a comic book fan, but I was more on like the dark horse comics kind of uh, thing. Okay. Yeah. But you definitely cross over into Marvel sometimes. Yeah. And There's a lot of writer overlap between the the three main publishers, Dark Horse, Marvel, and DC. 
Yeah. Yeah. And all the writers go to like Dark Horse to write their actually good stuff and then they make money at Marvel and DC. Yeah, we're gonna get into that a little like just just a little bit. Uh because there's some uh, as a writer, that that stuff is interesting. And uh how little control you have over the things that you create is <laughs> Which is really bad. the subtitle of all Punisher comics. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the publisher the punisher's new arc man this really got away from me yeah my main interaction from the punisher which i'm sure we'll be getting into is being assaulted by people wearing merch yeah oh so much merch <laughs> people love punisher merch they love that punisher merch so me i never interacted with the punisher as a character i knew who he was and i knew enough to know that he really wasn't my bag i i i love I love me some violent action movies. Uh, the thing is, there never seemed to be any sort of levity to the Punisher. No joy in the Punisher. Frank Castle isn't about to go quip one-liners as he's often dudes, so much as he'll ramble about the people he's killed and then slide into something that sounds like it's a monologue from Taxi Driver. It's not my thing. In fact, it was so little my thing that I was downright shocked, shocked about a decade to go to find out that to many cops, soldiers, and chuds, Punisher is very much their thing. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about the strange journey of a dour, depressing character and how that character has gone from page to Humvees in Iraq to scream, to Shiite militias, to a strange truck that kept parking in my neighborhood until the driver saw some Antifa stickers and never returned. Much like the character The Punisher, he is scared <laughs> by stickers. <laughs> <laughs> the new arc, Frank Castle versus low-level acts of vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> The Kyle Rittenhouse story. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Castle just blows up a building because someone tagged it with graffiti. So first, we have to talk about the creation of this character. The Punisher, the character, not the, not the idea of punishment, uh, was created by Marvel writer Gary Conway. The yeah, idea of punishment changed. was created a few years before by Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the early 1970s, the character's original name was The Assassin, which was changed when Stan Lee said, well, we can't sell a book called The Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just The Punisher? <laughs> Woke icon, Stan Lee. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there was a little note that I found about uh, the name The Punisher came out of like some minor robot character Stan Lee had created. So he was like, I know, I know you got your own character, but let's make it mine, which is very, very Stan Lee. So there you go. As a character, the Punisher's been pretty consistent over the years. Just about the only thing that's changed for him character-wise was his origin. He was originally a Vietnam vet. This would later be changed to a Gulf War vet, then Iraq War, then Afghanistan, as the real world time kept marching on. The only thing that's remained the same is that Frank Castle has, uh, well, he had a family who was killed by either organized crime or corrupt whatevers, and that sparked him to go on murdering spree sprees throughout the world. Do you follow me so far? Yep. Good, because nope. that's it. That's that's his whole character. 
some writers have tried to flesh it out a bit in the TV show Punisher with John Bernthal tries to get into PTSD more than the movies that I've watched or the synopses of comic arcs I've read. But that's basically it. His family is killed and Castle goes on a killing spree. Here's what Conway said about the genesis of the character once he got his own series in the 80s and really started leaning into some problematic shit. Quote, you had during the Reagan years, a national government that was very aggressive. We had this notion that as a nation, we needed to break the rules. In that era, the Punisher was able to take on a heroic mantle, rather than being an anti-hero that was frowned upon. People were prepared to embrace him. Readers embraced him as an actual hero because of what was going on. So at this time, he kind of really came into his own uh, in America when movies like Dirty Harry, the Death Wish series, and you could even argue Shaft sold 1970s New York as a true wretched hive of scum and villainy. Now, that is not to impugn Shaft, because Shaft fucking rules. <laughs> great movies. Uh, in several interviews that I've read, Conway tries to make the case that he created Castle as an exaggeration of all of, all of that, in addition to furthering the critique that the military-industrial complex exists to break humans, spit them out, and do nothing to support them. Not really sure that he succeeded. Uh, it seems real hard to get that across in 16 pages per issue with only small text bubbles. That's all I'm saying. Aaron has come out against the medium of comics. Confirm it's... that now. Dragging <laughs> him on Twitter. There are some comics that I like. Michael Moore. Uh, not, not Michael, Michael Moore. Moore. <laughs> Alan Fuck, Moore. I would love those. Michael <laughs> Moore's comics would be the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's just stick figures with nothing but paragraphs of text. No, I like Alan Moore. I like uh, Neil Robert. Gaiman. I like. I am sure that Patton Oswalt's run of comics is is fun because Patton Oswalt's a pretty funny dude. Not against comics as a medium. Not my thing. So anyway, Conway and other writers and artists at Marvel worked to design Punisher as aggro as possible. Castle looks even more inhuman than the, than the rest of the superheroes. Now, if I make a Rob Liefeld joke here, are you two going to get that? No. All right, I'm skipping that joke then. <laughs> uh, so Aaron Castle... doesn't want to expose the old. <laughs> well, you should look up an article called Ry Rob Liefeld does not know how to draw feet. It's very fun. So Punisher is all muscles, pouches, and guns. He has a consistently crazy look in his eyes, speaks like an amped up Travis Bickle, and he monologues at Captain America as he's trying to crush Capsus's shield under his foot. And then there's the skull. The skull icon that everyone knows that's on the merch was unsurprisingly developed from the German Totenkopf. Holy fuck, was it actually? Uh-huh. There's oh, a little, little no. chart showing like the, the, the Totenkopf as it was... On Wait, the, can you explain what that is? Yeah, you know how the SS had little skull crossbone icon? On yeah, because the they're, they're the good guys. <laughs> that's they're the what good. you put. Are we the, the baddies? Guys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's called the tote gut, just death's head. Yeah. Okay. Mm, cool, cool, cool. And cool. Uh, so when the, car when the writers were just like, how do we make it clear that this is not a good guy? They started from that and just kind of elongated the skull to make it like more and in the early designs for Con for punisher you can see it a lot more like now they've got like mandibles and it looks a bit more like a, a well not now because they changed the end but it used to look like kind of a predator sort of thing 
But yeah, originally it was much closer to the the SS skull. Okay, so this guy was supposed to be a hero, but they want him to look like a villain, or he, is he supposed he to always su- be a bad guy? He was supposed to be an anti-hero, right? What does that so, mean? An anti-hero is like the guy who's like gritty and dark and does things that sh- that heroes don't do or but he's won't still the do. protagonist. It, it gets like the iffy the early comics it's iffy like okay. he was introduced as a not a nemesis but like an enemy of spider-man because he was okay. hired to kill spider-man because he thought spider-man kill uh, uh hired to kill spider-man somehow related to green goblin i forget how and then realizes that he was being played so he backs off of spidey and he just keeps because he kills people all of the superheroes don't like him and he okay. doesn't like them okay all right I've so heard him, i've heard punisher best described as deadpool for people who don't understand irony yeah <laughs> yeah no that's exactly it like yeah. there's that it's like you start with punisher and then the 90s happen and Deadpool comes around as kind of a reaction against a guy named Rob Liefeld, who I was going to make a joke about earlier. And then DC takes like looks at Deadpool being kind of a success and they're like, oh, we're going to make it stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm dumb it, more so than it already is. And then they create like a bunch of other characters that are like that. And then Marvel, it's it's a very stupid ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, so it, it, it's pretty clear that the original writers are like this is not a guy to emulate he's got a skull right, <laughs> as, right, right. as his icon <laughs> uh nothing nothing about him is subtle just guns muscles rage and skulls um but everything being so exaggerated like this just kind of for me makes it harder to process his character and it all just becomes one large aggro soup that just yells Rah! with the sound of a bunch of guns going off and the the satire that they're trying to make or like the commentary on the system just goes out the window when you have bullets flying everywhere but that's not all so in addition to the wickedly unsubtle characterization the character really leans into the worst things about 80s america you know the way things work at these uh, comics houses is the original writers you know start a thing and then they either move to another house or they get other projects and so then writers get shifted on and the other writers might not have the same brain l- wavelength as the original guys so it all gets to be a muck right so in the 80s right after that that quote from conway that we heard earlier uh something something started do you know about the war on drugs do, do you have you heard of our lord and savior ronald reagan i've been trying to get rid of every drug that's been close to me for a long time <laughs> <laughs> everyone that i've come into contact with i have disposed of as it yeah. deserves by and large yeah that's exactly <laughs> a, a, a person who also uh tried to dispose of every drug except in the united states uh, you know, Ronald Reagan, he grew sick and tired of seeing American children dying of heroin and losing their minds from crack on the streets. And he decided to il- obliterate evil governments in Central and South America because they were responsible for pouring drugs into America. <laughs> Except 
the CIA was behind putting drugs into inner cities <laughs> and working with the Contras to facilitate those deals. And those evil governments were left wing governments that obviously did not like the United States. So this being America, we launched ourselves into a decades long crusade that's done little more than boost police spending and military power at the expense of social services, cripple the future of millions of people. But Ronald Reagan's astrologer told him to, Aaron. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and, uh, huge, I forgot about his astrologer. Huge astrology guy. That's let's, let's segue about this for a, for a minute, because I, I feel like this is a point that gets lost in a lot of leftist discourse that should not be lost. What, what sign was Reagan? I, he strikes me as a real uh, Pisces. <laughs> Leo? You really pulled that out. Leo. Ronald Reagan. Taurus. question. What's the the scale? Justice? No. Mm, the scale is... is... There is scale? Yeah. Oh, Libra. I'm Libra. a Libra. Libra. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, that's such a Libra Oh, he's an Aquarius. Ah, which fits because it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Let's see. Aquarians have a rebellious nature and are eccentric, spontaneous, and original. Yeah. They are forward-thinking and innovative. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Scientifically minded and logical and confident in manner. They can appear to be emotionally detached, yet they truly value social contact and the spirit of humanity. Nothing contradictory in that at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Aquarius is they also like to kill everyone in the Southern Hemisphere <laughs> and all of America's gay population, in case you didn't know about that. Yeah, it's in there too. I think that's yeah. that's if you have a uh, Mercury rising sign in the third house. I think <laughs> exactly. is the way that works. Yeah, mm. um, I love listening to Aaron talk about astrology. The same way I'm like when I'm stuck in a conversation with car guys, I love to be like carburetor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, oh, you got your flange not working. You, you know? really got to scrub yeah. that flange. Yeah, you gotta you gotta fucking really get in there and do yeah. the piston thing. You gotta do yeah. the piston. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so how does how does all of this tie into Punisher? Well, let's turn to a, a truth out article titled Marvel's Punisher was a hate symbol long before police co-opted his character. Excellent headline tells you everything you need to know right there. <laughs> <laughs> Quote. As Americans learned that their government had conspired with drug lords to sell cocaine in the U.S. cities, Frank was knocking over crack houses in Spanish Harlem with a bazooka. When he follows the chain of supply, it doesn't lead him to the CIA, but instead to Bolivia. There, he encounters a local military owned by narco-traffickers and no sign of U.S. involvement to be found. He promptly kills dozens of Latinos, burns their processing plant, and takes the millions of dollars they stole back to New York to fund his future operations. Then, let's fast forward to the 90s and the Rodney King case, where, if you don't know, uh, a bunch of cops assaulted a black man because he's black. This led to riots in L.A. because black people were tired of being assaulted by cops in their own city. And then, as a result of, um, of intense scrutiny and recording of police behavior, uh, nothing changed. And here we are today. So the Punisher weighed in during this time. Quote, on the anniversary of Rodney King's beating by the Los Angeles Police Department, Frank Castle, in March 1992, put on blackface and lectured prominent black superhero Luke Cage about black-on-black -black crime. <laughs> wow. Nice. The, uh, there, you can, this article has little, uh, little, little cutouts from, the, from these issues and real good stuff. 
real <laughs> excellent writing. Good plans. I'm shocked that that did not make its way into the Luke Cage series on Netflix. I was just going to say, yeah, I did watch that series and I didn't know that it was adjacent to the Punisher at all. Yeah, he. so the character pops up in season two of Daredevil, I think. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, so it's, you know, they're trying to, they tried to do the thing where they mix all their TV properties together and. Yeah, extremely confusing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's they they did what they what I knew they were going to do with the moment they started with Iron Man, where everything is like the comics, where you have to see everything to know what's happening everywhere, and it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. <clears throat> yeah, did he um, did he also kill Gary Webb, the journalist who broke the Iran Contra story and the Dark <laughs> Alliance story? I, I well, there's some quotes that'll make you think that he probably wanted to. Um, there's a lot of elements of, uh, God, he, <laughs> it's my favorite when you take your glasses off <laughs> yeah. and rub your face. It's like, you really know you're really thinking hard about what you want to say. <laughs> there's a lot of times where he goes on these racial tirades, uh, about gangbangers and shit, and then kills a bunch of black guys and then says shit that makes it sound like he's, he's a neo-Nazi. Nice. And, uh, but you know, they have him kill the neo Nazis and then take the Nazi guns. So he's not a bad guy. Nice. Yeah. Good guy. So, he's a good guy. This is, this is just my moment <laughs> to get my, cons- my daily dose of podcast conspiracy in that Gary mm-hmm. Webb, who broke that story, committed suicide by, by shooting yeah. himself in the head twice. He yeah. No, that makes shot sense. Shot himself in the head twice to commit yeah. suicide. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What? What are you, are you trying to imply something? Charlie? Nope. Nope. Just okay. saying it. Just okay. saying it. Just, just saying. You're just stating facts. Yeah. He, he committed himself twice. twice. Yeah. I mean, because if you if you commit if you kill yourself twice, then you can't be tried for the crime of suicide in twice. court. That's the constitution. Double jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We can move on. <laughs> and a, a client and his attorney cannot be tried by for the same crime. That's yeah. just. Yeah, <laughs> light treason. Yeah, <laughs> there have been a lot of twists and turns in Frank Castle's history, but none of them are fun. There's not a lot of fun here. Like you can have violent characters that are fun. It's like the the Deadpool thing that we were talking about earlier. You turn off your brain, that becomes kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I really myself really like '80s and '90s action movies with Van Damme, Stallone, Arnie. All those guys, not Steven Seagal. Seagal always sucks. Uh, <laughs> even even when he blows up an oil, well, no, because then it's uh, the the oil rig movie is a weird one too. Anyway, uh, you should see St- Seagal's SNL episode. It's horrible. Anyway, he is one of history's worst people, so that's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. So Punisher just always leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth, and I should know in researching this episode. I watched 2004's Punisher with Tom Jane, 2008's Punisher Warzone with the guy who's got the face, and a not insubstantial portion of the 2017 to 2019 Punisher TV show on Disney+. Plus. None of them are fun, with one exception. Tom Jane's 2004 Punisher outing. That's a pretty fun movie. The first act and John Travolta's wooden acting aside. It's got an action sequence set to opera. It's got an assassin from Memphis who sings a song to, to Frank Castle about how he's going to murder Castle, puts his guitar back into its case, which has its name on it. 
drives home the message by saying to Castle, I hope you liked it. I'm going to sing it at your funeral. And then dies the next scene. <laughs> he also looks like Johnny Cash. It's very fun. There was a brief moment in time when John Travolta was allowed to do the most insane things that it's possible to do in this country. And yeah. So not to get full into movie reviews here, that movie would have been better if it was uh, Nick Cage instead of John Travolta in in that role. That's true of any movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones starring Nick Cage. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that would have been a very different movie. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, (laughs) that would be a good one. My little brother is like an acting major and an incredible actor, and he will die on the hill of Nick Cage being one of the most gifted actors of all time. He's good. He knows a lot about acting, so I believe him. I mean, Nick Cage is a really good actor. Like, he's got a very strange method, and he makes odd choices, but he's a good actor. You gotta see the right movies that let him do his thing, though. Like, Mandy is a really good example. Uh, Pig, I've heard, is really good. I haven't seen it, though. Uh, Rachel is still deeply skeptical. I'm extremely... I've never heard this review of Nick Cage before. I'm very uh, interested. When he he said it, he said words like Commedia dell'arte and method and (laughs) other things I didn't (laughs) understand very well. So I chose to just believe him. He flanged you a bit there. Yeah, he flanged me. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He got no, all up in my flanges. Yeah. I would check out Color Out of Space. And, Color uh, Out of Space. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a really good Nick Cage movie. National treasure. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to skip over that. So, you know, he's a deeply troubling character even before Garth Ennis got involved. And I'm certain that neither of you know who Garth Ennis is. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. We're bullet points. Garth Ennis is a guy who really leans into uh, gnarly violence and very crass shit. Like he did the pun, the the preacher show. Like, is he like the like who is is he like an actor? He's a, or he's a writer. A he's writer. a comic okay. writer. He did preacher. He wrote, he did he wrote the, the boys, boys. Right? He wrote the boys. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, he is not my favorite writer out there not my cup of tea a lot of people like him he leans into violence he leads into these things that are like very uh aggro criticisms of stuff so it seems like a good match right you have punisher and you have garth ennis uh and apparently ennis's run on on punisher is the one that is most collected and cited by chuds and cops who love them some punisher but to close out this section I'd like to throw a quote out to you at, at Conway to you from a Newsweek article called Marvel's Punisher Problem. It's in the vein of other articles that I found that point to Conway being deeply disturbed by the rise of Punisher's popularity among certain subsets of the population, though he can't do anything about it because since he worked with Marvel, he has no rights to the character. So here's the quote from Newsweek. Conway says he understands to some extent the Punisher's appeal to soldiers. He was more troubled, though, when during uh, the Black Lives Matter protests, some cops started to adopt the skull as their own. The emblem began appearing on patches and stickers in the colors of the thin blue lion flag created by the Blue, Blue Lives Matter supporters. 
Conway says, quote, the idea that police even unofficially would take on this character just seemed to me to be not only totally inappropriate, but also shocking. In response, he started a campaign to have artists of color redesign the skull logo for a T-shirt line called Skulls for Justice. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what we need. Skulls for Justice. Uh, I don't think you can buy them anymore. I think it was like a limited time campaign. Uh, Shucks. Yeah. Yeah. All proceeds from the shirts, more than $70,000 at the time of the the article's publication, have been donated to uh, Black Lives Matter. There is right now some insanely toxic leftist walking (laughs) around in his fucking Punisher skull (laughs) shirt for Black Lives Matter. And I guarantee he sucks. Like, yeah. Yep, someone whose brain has been completely broken by Twitter. Yeah, his his account is just Vladimir Lenin in cat ears. Like, <laughs> like holy fuck. Uh, so uh, there, there's like one last quote for for Conway here, and then we'll we'll wrap up the section because I need to pull Ru- uh, Rachel on her thoughts on this. Uh, Conway says it seems logical that the character's popularity with soldiers and cops set the stage for its adoption by right-wing and fascistic militia types who, in many cases, are in fact police officers and ex-military people. Says, you can get this this cross-breeding of white supremacy and hate that's just so repulsive. And, you know, as I'm reading this uh, quote from the original creator of the character, I think, you didn't see this coming? And I, 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 Rachel, you and ex- you exist in a world that is blissfully free of this stuff. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts on on everything that we've talked about so far? I mean, it seems a little silly to me that this man who created this character didn't expect for it to take this direction and to be adopted the way that it has been. I think that's a little bit um, what's the word? Like. <sighs> Yeah, he should have seen this coming. Like naive, naive. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. I mean, you it, gotta know when you're putting this stuff out. It like, really reminds me of uh, Scorsese's thing about Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver, where if you it, have either of you seen Taxi Driver? Okay, Shark, you have. Rachel, have you? Shamefully, no. Okay, it's good. It's a good movie. Um. <laughs> It, so, you know, the, the whole thing with Taxi Driver is Beckel is this very un, unhinged dude who doesn't have a life and he just takes a job driving a cat because it's the only thing that'll do. So he decides that he's going to kill a uh, government official to impress a woman. Well, sorry, to be specific, <laughs> a underage prostitute. No, 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 no. That's not who he's trying to impress. He's trying to impress a woman who is working for another. The guy's unhinged, so like nothing really makes sense. But he decides that he's going to kill this politician to impress a woman. And uh, he winds up not doing it and instead kills a bunch of like it kills a, a drug lord and a pimp. And then uh, does so to try and uh, free this underage prostitute from being under the pimp. And it's this act of vigilante justice. And the movie kind of ends with him being hailed as a hero, despite him being a psychotic. 
Mm-hmm. And well, it's like one golden moment of him doing a good job, and then it's not even a good job. Oh, you're saying him doing a good job? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like the the thing is like he this was his fault. He just reacted in this way, and he did this after like saying, doing like there's this big monologue about how a great rain is going to come and wipe away the shit Ugh, from the city and, okay. and all that good good stuff that basically inspired Rorschach from Watchmen. And um, so Scorsese is like, this guy's not a hero. And I base this off of this thing that happened in New York in the 70s where a guy killed a couple of people on a subway train and was hailed as a vigilante despite him being like this reprobate himself. Okay. And uh, it's this thing where you these characters get adopted by the people that they're supposed to to be criticizing and should be mm. picking up on that. Never works. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked about this particular book before, but it's just like people keep writing Hunter by William Luther Pierce, mm. which is this book about a white supremacist who goes around killing interracial couples. And... William Luther Pierce is like one of the worst people ever. Yeah. So this guy is the hero of that book. But people keep fucking writing books and making movies that are like one click more liberal than Hunter. Yeah. And they're like, why doesn't anyone get that it's satire? <laughs> <laughs> the William Luther Pierce book. Yeah. It's uh yeah. I mean, in in a way, Punisher is more honest than that. Yeah. Uh, maybe not Conway's interpretation because he thought it was a cutting satire of America, but wasn't. It was just Death Wish. Uh, yeah. So, real fun, right? Yes. You, you you hear that and you think, man, surely that's the worst it's gonna be. <laughs> no, I know it's not. No, it's not. There's gonna be more Frank Castle quotes as we go on. I couldn't just. Put them all at the start. You know, you've got you got to weave them in. You got it's like a nice thing of fabric that's uh mm, I was moving on. Like a nice <laughs> nice loaf of bread, you know, you kind of like weave in yeah. the cheese. Yeah. Exactly. Like the challah I make. You, yeah, you braid it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the character. He's a heaping big mess of PTSD, revenge fantasies that would make Charles Bronson's characters blush, and innumerable guns and grenades with a dash of good old-fashioned American racism and right-wing talking points thrown in for taste. I mean, when you put it like that, like, how can it not be adopted by, like, you know, everyone that has been adopted by, really? Yeah. Would you objectively state what the character is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. And we all go, oops. So I've been thinking about this idea as a script for our podcast for a while. Um, and I, I I thought about wrapping it in with the Warhammer script as like, oh, it's satire that gets misconstrued. Blah, blah, blah. But really, this is there's too much meat on the bone to not do it on, on its own episode. Um, too much meat on the skull to not exactly, <laughs> so Rachel. Bad. No, that was good. You need to embrace that. Roll with it. <laughs> So, one day, recently, I'm walking by a Goodwill, and I see it. A Ram 3500, all white, except for a light blue line going down the sides. Then as I walk past this behemoth, I see yet more logos. Uh, Near the tires, there are big old Punisher skulls. 
on the hood, there are yet more Punisher skulls plastered to the front window and the hood. There are many thoughts passing through my my mind as I see them, see this, uh, chief among them being what human in their right mind would buy a Ram 3500 in this economy and drive it around a city (laughs) where you're just asking to, I I don't know, given the statistics, probably go get drunk, crash into a light pole or a streetcar and get charged with the DUI. I also thought, what the fuck message is this guy trying to send by parking outside a goodwill? So then I started thinking about this, and we have to talk about the military, because they kind of kicked off the Punisher's popularity among the right. Now, there are a ton of resources on the internet that'll trace this popularity and get you started, but one I think that is really solid to get us moving along here is an article called Vulture. Uh, from Ver- from Vulture, sorry, aptly titled, Why Cops and Soldiers Love the Punisher. The article starts off with John Bernthal, the actor who plays Frank Castle in the newest incarnation of the character, giving a little bit of a talk at the 2015 Comic-Con, saying that he knows how much the character means to law enforcement, and he's going to do right by them. Oh, bootlicking. It's so weird. Bernthal is a very accomplished actor. He went to, like, very impressive acting schools where they would talk about Comédie de l'Art and Method and like he was on stage for years and then got on AMC and now here he is. Jesus. So throughout this piece, we're treated to quotes from Marines, which makes sense because Frank Castle is a former Marine in the newest show. And I'd like to highlight these quotes right now. And then I'll we'll chat about them. And then I'm going to blindside you, maybe, by explaining just where this fandom seems to have really kicked off. So here are a few quotes. Marine Corps veteran Christopher Neff plans to take the day off work so he can binge it all. He says he owns thir- uh, he says he owns thousands of dollars in Punisher comics and merchandise, has a Punisher tattoo, and even designed one of his wedding cakes to look like the Punisher's distinctive skull logo. That is so sad. <laughs> his poor wife. <laughs> Neff goes out of his way Ooh. to say that he keeps his admiration for the character, quote, safely in the realm of fantasy. But as far as fantasies go, it's a powerful one. Frank Castle, this is the guy speaking, is the ultimate definition of Occam's razor for the military. Don't worry about the uniforms, inspections, or restrictive rules of engagement. Find the bad guys. Kill the bad guys. Protect the innocent. Any true warrior, that's the dream. Punisher skull logo. Shark, did you and your wife have a uh, skull cake at your your wedding? I know you're a huge Punisher head. I'm I'm a huge Punisher fan. I was recently at a wedding where um, me and another fellow left-wing person we're both sitting there and we looked at each other and they shook their head and i shook my head and we simultaneously said out loud are the cis okay (laughs) (laughs) and that falls so deeply into that realm like yes this monogamy has taken people to a weird place yes and like I would give so much money to watch the interaction, as Rachel said, where they were at a baker, like a nice baker in a good, like a beautiful shop. They do wedding cakes and the wife's like, I want 
this and this kind of buttercream and etc cetera, etc cetera. and the husband's like i want a fucking bunny your skull on it <laughs> and just like the quiet sigh of exasperation that must have emerged from that woman's mouth what if she was into it imagine <laughs> that that's and what... then it's a match made in heaven but yeah that's true that, ugh, the poor woman if she wasn't like she wasn't 100% on board with having a Punisher-shaped cake. Yeah, but you know what, then? You know what you're getting into. You know yeah. what your marriage is going to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's more. If, they, if, they, nope. if she was into it, it is why the good people at Raytheon invented the knife missile. <laughs> it is. So that you can kill them. That was the shape. Of, doing, yeah. yeah. That was the shape of their other cake. The knife, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can kill them both while they're doing their vows, and only kill three or four other people at the wedding. Aaron, it's just only efficient. three or four, only. Yeah, uh, there's more quotes. As Marine Vet, uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name, but puts it, he has a, a job to do and he doesn't. No political correctness, no <laughs> rules other than his own. He just does what needs to be done. Period. <laughs> no political correctness. That's always the best part. I love one like the woke U.S. military <laughs> keeping me from massacring entire villages. Like every time I hear something like that, I just like fucking. I'm so glad that in like 40 years after the next horrific Western genocide occurs, <laughs> we're gonna have to read like accounts of people at the time like the modern day version of people being like i think hitler was great he's not cucked by the corporate media into being polite to everybody we have to fucking read that for the rest of our lives yeah from the daily wire it's gonna be there saying where it's like political correctness yeah one final quote for you (laughs) thanks you're I welcome. see why you were slowly losing your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the last couple of weeks have been bad. <laughs> we, have been a, we have a signal chat for the pod, and for the past couple of weeks, Aaron would just post like a well of infinite sadness that he had plumbed <laughs> to the bottom of every now and then. <laughs> but you kept going. I was expecting I you to half like yeah. half you know no. stop halfway and you're like i can't do it anymore i'm changing my, my, topics but no, you kept going my capacity for masochism there's no balance <laughs> there is no place for a punisher in society says jd williams a marine vet and current chef sheriff's deputy who's been a punisher fan since childhood that said some of the qualities that the punisher has are very admirable strength tenacity perseverance decisiveness I don't believe there is any more danger or contradiction than uh, using any other type of fiction in cheering for the flawed protagonist. Frank is a compelling character because of his black and white view and propensity to go from zero to killing based on his perception and code. It is fiction. He's a a nuanced character. Very nuanced character with a code and a propensity to go from zero to killing. In in what way isn't he like Paul Atreides, Aaron? Like fav, favorite right. character of yours? He's You're just right. like he's just like Paul Atreides. But like Paul isn't a, the whole <laughs> Dune series is a thing against heroes and and like charismatic leaders. Because spoiler, Paul Atreides is the is responsible for the the deaths of tens of billions of people. 
And yet we still love him because he's flawed. Just like us. He's flawed, yes. God, I got into a stupid fucking thing with (laughs) idiots who were like, well, I don't see how this is just not, like, I started reading the book and it's just a hero's journey. Like, you don't, you, you don't have any capacity for critical thought is the problem <laughs> and you you thought it was too weird so you didn't anyway god damn it this, you, you had to you, you brought up my baby you brought up my baby dune <laughs> god i'm gonna have to fire up dune spice wars and just Use my little friendly eco-terrorist, the Fremen, to take over after this. Does <laughs> that be good? It's on my wish list. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so here's where I think all this comes from. Out there, in the vast expanse of the world, and the great distances marked foreign, there is a little-known country called Iraq. Have you ever heard of this place? No? What's, what's in Iraq? Well, it turns out that the United States led an invasion of this country, Iraq, that resulted in piles of dead, piles of wounded, piles of tortured, missing billions of dollars, incredibly enriched scummy contractors, and just the very worst of humanity. And hey, get this. It was all based on fucking lies. From top to bottom. Isn't that amazing? Wow, that is amazing. That, that I... paragraph was written by a guest author, uh, me from 2006. <laughs> Applaud. I... Yeah. Asked Aaron. Congrats. Congrats, Aaron, from 2006. Yeah. I, if I had heard of Iraq, I might be flummoxed by the idea that the U.S. bombed it so that 95% of its electrical infrastructure was gone. Yeah. Wow. I didn't Literally know that fact. Bombed yeah. it into the Stone yeah. Age. God, it makes me so fucking yeah. mad. Because Saddam Hussein had a, a fucking mansion yep. bunker underground or something. Never yep. mind. But he, was... he did his he needed his Nintendo or whatever the fuck he was downloading on his computer. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I think it was porn, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of shit. <laughs> he was also writing a bunch of erotica from what I know. So the single greatest jump in any country's literacy rate was due to Saddam Hussein. He increased the literacy rate in Iraq by like 80%. So, woke King Saddam, I'm just saying. that That's a take from some <laughs> li- just real gem of a person on Twitter. Someone <laughs> who is right now defending Vladimir Putin? Yes. <laughs> so, beyond the horrors and infinite sins committed by America and Iraq, it's notable for another reason. It introduced America to Chris Kyle. <laughs> for uh, i don't know if you caught that on audio listener but there was a sigh of j- it's just the sound of error being let out of a bag and then <laughs> shark deflating on camera yep yep rachel do you know who chris kyle was no okay. no we're gonna get into it then um i would american sniper came out in my first year yeah. of college and i have never been driven as fucking insane yeah. as when everyone i know saw the movie american sniper and was like do you know about fucking snipers and i was like yes <laughs> i absolutely already know that chris kyle's the worst person in the whole world and i don't it was it was the worst time in my life. <laughs> you know about snipers. And I have yep, yep. 
Yep. I would rather go through any of the periods of borderline suicidal mental health crises I've had than another airing of the movie American Sniper while I was a freshman in college. Well, we're going to talk about American Sniper, so. Fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know much about the guy. I didn't do research on him. I didn't watch that movie. It's not good. I know enough about him to have a bleak opinion of the guy. But a brief rundown is he was a Navy SEAL in the Iraq War. He was a sniper. He wrote a book called American Sniper. This book was then adapted into a film directed by Clint Eastwood, conservative icon, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and starring Bradley Cooper. Uh, Kyle tried to help other veterans struggling struggling with PTSD, and he was murdered by one of them. We're going to hone in. Shout outs to one good shot that veteran made. We're going to hone in on the following quote from his memoir. This is the quote. We all thought what the Punisher did was cool. He righted wrongs. He killed bad guys. He made wrongdoers fear him. We spray painted the Punisher skull on our Hummers and body armor and on our helmets and our guns. And we spray painted it on every building or wall that we could. We wanted people to know we're here and we want to fuck with you. Yes. So what are your thoughts on that? Is that do, do you do you now feel that there is a place for Punisher in society? No. No. Do you well, do you you feel comforted that many that people in the military were real amped up and started spray painting fucking skulls on building walls? Yeah. The nation no, they were yeah, that makes me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really kept me uh just really sleeping soundly over the last couple of weeks while I've been writing the script, let me tell you. It's real good. So, well, you know, George, uh, not George Conway. What? Why did I write George? Conway. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who wrote The Punisher. He had a thought. Simply, I don't think he understood the fundamental truth that The Punisher is not a man to admire or emulate. (laughs) So, again, I don't think he knew what what you were writing. So essentially, the Punisher fandom continues to spread throughout the armed forces. Most of the writing I've found focuses on cops and chuds, but I'm willing to bet that it is still very much a thing in the military. Uh, There's one final twist to this that I want to bring up before we move on to cops. One final thing about soldiers uh, using this that made me go, well, huh. You know how earlier we talked about this unknown country of Iraq? How America ruined it for a long time. How perhaps people there are justified in not liking us. Well, the final s- surprise hinges on that. See, as the fight in Iraq shifted, certain Shiite militias started getting into combat situations with, among other groups, ISIS. As they did, journalists on the ground started noticing that they had begun adopting the Punisher skull. From a Time article on the subject, and I am going to try to pronounce this, Philak al-Ba'ad al-Sadiq is about as anti-American as you can get. It was a proxy group set up to attack U.S. forces in the days of the Iraq War. I think they come to the point where they forget about the American connection and they just see these general symbols of military might and strength. That's so neat. Now we have militias, paramilitary, and Iraqi security force groups using the Punisher skull. Isn't that great? Isn't the global monoculture fun? <laughs> Don't we love this? You know who else loves this, guys? The cops. Cops love this. 
this is just a parade of sadness, Aaron. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Now, it's hard to tell when this started becoming as popular with cops as it is now. Probably, my hunch, is it's about the same time as so soldiers started latching on to the Punisher. 90s, when it really started going on to its own as a uh, mainline comic in the Marvel Universe. Uh, and why I think that, well, it was, it was getting published. People pick it up. One thing that stuck out to me uh, is that, yeah, earlier there and then elsewhere on the Internet with Marine officers, there at least seems to be acknowledgement that perhaps you don't actually want the Punisher to be a part of society because of the wanton killing. Uh, that's not necessarily the case with cops. Here are some quotes. I mean, cops are cops because they're not smart enough to be in the Marines. Which yeah, is, I was yeah. going to say, it's yeah. not surprising. Or even infantry, really. They're not yeah. smart enough for the infantry. We could uh, not clear the lowest bar, and so now I'm stationed in Fresno. Yeah. So Frank Castle does to bad... This is a, a quote from a cop. Uh, Frank Castle does to bad guys and girls. He's being inclusive. What we sometimes wish we could legally do. Castle wow. doesn't <laughs> Castle doesn't see shades of gray, which unfortunately the American justice system is littered with and tends to slow down and sometimes either even hinder victims of crime from getting the justice they deserve. It's not justice that you're looking for, man. You're looking for revenge or just brutality. Justice is not blowing up the fucking Spanish Harlem neighborhood. Another quote. General population have a misunderstanding of Frank Castle and Punisher fans. They think we're crazed, delusional, and dare I say it, lawless types, because we view the Punisher character as an individual that picks up where our justice system drops the ball. I myself have personally seen certain types arrested for serious crimes and get off easy with either a cake sentence or simply allowed to walk due to a technicality. So a fictional character like Castle coming in and correcting those shortcomings, even if it's just a comic book, helps one deal with those frustrations. In the end, this guy thinks that Frank Castle is, for better or worse, a comic book figure whose moment is here. Jesus. I want you to hold on. Really listen to this. Some people want Superman, but then realize that it's a character like the Punisher that they actually need. Uh, there's... Uh. So much going on. <laughs> but that all, like, it makes so much sense. In the we are all now cops. just rubbing our eyes, <laughs> hoping that they can be ripped out and we never have to see this again. Like, the military is, I don't know, I guess it's like the military, so it's like slightly different, but like, cops, I, I don't have any words. I don't know how to. You don't know how to. How to express my feelings. Those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the whole. We don't want shades of gray. We just want to kill people who run a stoplight, which like, well, you know they frequently do. Yeah, exactly. It's like I mean that that's kind of what you're starting to do. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I also love that the overlap from these people who are saying these quotes and the people who think that trans people are groomers and pedophiles <laughs> is a perfect fucking circle. Uh -huh. Isn't something we're gonna have to deal with anytime soon. No, I'm no, sure no. it'll just be fucking fine forever. Yeah. No, the the White House will just post about it on Twitter and it will go away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
So God, if you fucking there's some officer in Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> getting into his Punisher jammies right now and tucking <laughs> himself in between his Punisher sheets, because like yeah, after he's tucked his son in into his, his Punisher sheets, yep, yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. yep. yep. <laughs> just I, like I, the idea that you can be a grown ass person and like it's fine to like comic books. It's another thing to think that, like, Captain America is a hero who's going to come to save the day as a way to help your psyche. Yeah. And if you think that for the Punisher, you're like a whole other fucking <laughs> level of weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... The, now, I don't have a strong opinion about Superman. I think, like, it's... it's If you're going to have a comic book character, it's cool to have one who is relentlessly idealistic about the things that they're going to do and wants to embody the best of humanity. That's great. Like, I like that about Superman. I like that about Spider-Man. Those are the kind of things that I enjoy about these things, but there's just, I don't get (laughs) some people want Superman, but then realize it's a character like Punisher that they actually need. No, we need better schools. <laughs> we need social workers. <laughs> this is why I will confidently die on the hill that the only people allowed to write comics should be Jewish men in the 1950s. Yeah. The only good comics ever yeah. that dealt with these things reasonably was written by Jewish men in the 1950s. Yeah. And anytime wasps have gotten their hands on it, it's gone really badly. <laughs> Yeah, when it's just people processing the trauma of World War II by inventing a golem that yeah. will treat <laughs> yep. humanity well. Exactly, that was good. All other things are bad. Yep. God, that's a that's I, I love that. Yep. yep. There's a really fun book by Michael Chabon about uh about like the comics industry in that time called The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, and it opens up with a character smuggling the golem of Prague. <laughs> out of Prague, like right before the Nazis invade. Nice. It's good shit. Um, well, we're going, there's more. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not just those two cops. <laughs> See, around the time that Chris Kyle became a name to vast swaths of America, so too did police departments latch on to Frank Castle. There's a website called Comic Book Resources. Um, I haven't been on there in years, but they got a good article about this. So it says, the same reason that the Iraqi police embraced the symbol was almost certainly the reasons that why American police did so as well. This embrace was not without controversy, of course. In 2004, a rogue group of, pun- of cops in Milwaukee formed a vigilante group known as the Punishers. They outfitted themselves with black gloves and caps that featured the Punishers logo on them. The Punishers continued to operate through at least 2007, despite a number of inquiries into the group. Now, that doesn't really give you any details. So I, your friendly neighborhood investigative journalist, did a little bit of digging. The story about this group is that first, they existed, and second, they beat the shit out of a biracial man, and then, when they were under investigation for the beating, claimed that the man had stolen one of their badges. This was, of course, complete bullshit. And we should this file this into the, to another point of evidence in favor of cops always lying. So the cops are under investigation, and the city runs into a big old brick wall because, surprise, the police department doesn't really do much. From a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article, 
The police academy supervisor concluded both times the Punishers represented a danger that warranted further investigation and action during by the department, according to documents newly unsealed in uh, the federal civil rights and lawsuit against the city. Of course, it doesn't end there. In 2008, there was another report against this group. After a citizen filed a complaint in 2008, the Punishers were investigated again, this time by a different commander who said he could not confirm the group existed, according to a deposition. Uh, it was written that the tattoo demonstrated the recruit, po- uh, the re- the recruit for the Punisher group uh, posed a danger. He is sending a clear message that he has every intention of exercising his authority as a police officer in an inappropriate and abusive way. And in my judgment, it would be irresponsible to allow him that opportunity. Uh, The recommendation was that the recruit be fired. He was not. And he remained on the force as an officer, according to court documents in which his name was blacked out. Police spokeswoman Anne E. Schwartz, who declined to identify the officer, said he has not been disciplined since joining the force. So, no one. Must mean he did something. He hasn't done anything wrong since then. Did nothing wrong. If he did something wrong, he would have been disciplined. Exactly. Just, you know, no, not even a single bad app. Nope. (laughs) So, Milwaukee seems to have the same problems as the rest of the country. But that's not it. As the as the Black Lives Matter movement started up in earnest in 2014 with the events in Ferguson, cop shops around the country pushed back in the only way they knew how. They adopted a giant skull logo used by a vig- violent vigilante who suffers from PTSD and once dressed up in blackface while lecturing Luke Cage on black and black violence. This came hand in hand with a Rachel's just shaking her head, and I imagine she has been for the last five minutes. This came hand in hand with a movement that called itself Blue Lives Matter. Now, if we were to trace the use of the skull logo wherever it appeared on a cop car, we'd be here all day. Instead, I'm going to point out a few specific instances. Cattlesburg, Kentucky, St. Louis, Missouri, and Solvay, New York. First in Kentucky. Officers featured the logo on their squad cars. This led to an uproar, which led the police chief to say that decal uh, decal represents everything. Uh, sorry, bleh, starting over. This led to an uproar, which led the police chief to say that decal represents that we will take any means necessary to keep our community safe. Eventually, <laughs> when I out. think skulls, I think <laughs> community safety. Uh huh. Famed safe. Marker I... the Jolly Roger, known internationally <laughs> for boat safety. Yeah, when you go to give blood, you you go to uh, the Skull and Crossbones building. Yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah, I didn't even know that they were allowed to customize their their car, their squad cars. It's usually frowned upon, and this pops okay. up quite a few times. Uh, now, the public outrage in this case led to the removal of the decals. So. There you go. But let's talk about St. Louis. Woke mob. The woke mob just repressing police. So let's talk about St. Louis. Screen Rant uh, had a I had a write up of this. One thing I found about this is like I was getting these sources from the like of getting just general sources from places that I would not expect (laughs) because of the Marvel tie in like Screen Rant. (laughs) comic book resources <laughs> just weird uh so the initial scandal kicked off when online evidence of racial religious and other concerning biases were compiled this resulted in dozens of st louis police officers dozens of officers being placed under review or permanently banned from getting their cases looked into by the da 
Wait, just, they were banned so, from getting their cases looked into? Yeah, so I, I it's a it's weird wording and I think that's because it's screen rant and they don't hire editors. But my interpretation of this is uh there was a review going on about this and the police department decided to just kind of keep it in house which kept the DA from looking into it. Okay. Yes, they do. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um so despite evidence of anti-Muslim rhetoric confederate flags and other extremely politically charged content the use of the thin blue line variant of the punisher logo is the image that the st louis police officers association is latching onto as its rallying cry over what it deems unfair treatment here's a snippet from their statement the blue line symbol and the blue line punisher symbol have been widely embraced by the law enforcement community as a symbol of the war against those who hate law enforcement it's how we show the world that we hold the line between good and evil. You know, you show the world that you hold the line by defending hate speech and the use of a flag belonging to slaveholders. Holy fuck. Good shit. I just fucked it. Inside every cop's head is a D&D source book. <laughs> we, are, we are the one group, the Celestials, descended from us. <laughs> Flaming hand! Yeah, like, shut the fuck up! Like, <laughs> holy shit, I mean, I'm involved in many tabletop RPG sessions about a literal army of God-appointed people sent to protect the kingdom. With those yeah. fucking moral surety and better writing. <laughs> Goddamn weirdos. Yep. Fuck, I hate these people. And finally, I'd like, us to, bring, I'd like to bring us to Solvay, New York a suburb of Syracuse. Surprise! Cops used the logo. Citizens <laughs> said, what the fuck, man? And they told the mayor to do something about it. Now, Shark and Rachel, you're going to be shocked to hear that the mayor did nothing and said that he'd back oh. the cops over the citizens. <laughs> the police chief then reacted thusly by releasing a statement noting that the use of the logo is, quote, our way of showing our citizens that we will stand between good and evil. There is no vigilante justice that takes place in our community or within our de department. But that's what the like the whole like police like force is supposed to do anyway. They don't need to have another skull logo to prove it. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this is the single most face rubs per minute of episode <laughs> that we've had by like a wide margin. It's, it's just so stupid. Like every time you think this is pretty dumb, it gets worse. Like you, yeah. you think about the character, and you're like, "Well, this is this is real dumb." And then you hear the millet, and then it's just, uh, and then she like malicious using it, and you go, "What?" And then, and he's just, yeah, <laughs> we haven't even talked about the chuds yet. I think so one <laughs> of my favorite like versions of this that I think needs like American Sniper, yeah. uh, Chris Kyle. Like, such a great example of this is the dude is just, like, an absolute fucking liar. He was yeah, an absolute liar uh, before he was shot by that hero. Um, and he <laughs> said that he drove down to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome after Katrina and stood oh, on top God, of it with a right. sniper rifle yeah. and shot looters, claiming to have killed 30 people yeah. with a sniper rifle from the roof of the Superdome. Yeah. Let's begin with the fact that, that never happened. But he's so, <laughs> like, 
tapped in to like the the rich ores of the rich veins of chud ore in this country that he basically was like i was the punisher and everyone was like let's make a fucking movie about this lunatic he also claims that he was held up at a gas station and killed both guys like his whole like the iconography of chris kyle is just like the punisher made manifest and it's just like everything that sucks (laughs) and law enforcement wants to be it reminds there yes yes i i it it i didn't look i I read those as i was reading this thing and i was like i don't want to bring this up anymore and then here we are so now we're talking about five feet five (laughs) finger death punch do you guys know who five finger death punch are (laughs) and of course you do shark you want to tell you want to tell rachel who i don't know them well enough they're a very they're butt rock for uh chuds like they try to pull themselves they prop themselves up as this like heavy metal band who's like really into karate and crime fighting and like supporting (laughs) law enforcement and our troops but and it's like even beyond that they just suck yeah and we used to work with a guy who was really into him oh and we would talk about music and he brought that up and he's like yeah do you get you know these guys are really good and i and i like the guy and i didn't want to lose my mind on him <laughs> which was good because he wound up being my boss <laughs> and so i i just said all right man yeah i'll check him out at some point and didn't go into any more of that <laughs> probably smart yeah yeah it was uh fi- Real, real Chris Kyle energy from that band, basically. Yeah. Yikes. So, do you have any thoughts, Rachel, before we talk about the Chuds? No, but unfortunately, it all makes sense. Like, <laughs> like of course, you know, the military and specifically cops would adopt this persona because, like, yeah, why can't they just do their jobs? Like, the police is supposed to protect people. They're supposed to like defend mm-hmm. whatever like they don't need another little skull logo to tell people that that's what they're doing <laughs> yeah why do they feel so defensive that they need to have this on their squad cars like because well, the woke libs are attacking them <sighs> it's like how portland totally defunded the police and that's why they can't respond to anything <laughs> or do yeah, it sure we defunded the they're... police yet our police budget is like bigger than ever it's over yeah. a quarter of a billion dollars now <laughs> Yeah. Well, Aaron, they spent all their money on all the tear gas. They need more money now. <laughs> and the fences. You can't forget yeah. the fences. Yeah, the can't fences, really. the sacred <laughs> fences were all great. <laughs> oh, the sacred fence. That was fun. <laughs> I miss the like trying to describe that particular moment yeah. to people who weren't there when you like walk up and you'd like be about to lay your hand on a fence <laughs> and you'd hear through like stadium speakers on a city street. <laughs> Go back to friends. <laughs> Holy shit! What? What is going on? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, any day now, they're gonna unfurl a giant Punisher flag from the Justice Center. I'm sure. <laughs> so let's talk about Chuds. So in their never-ending quest to lick as many boots as possible, Chuds have joined cops in adopting the Punisher symbol and displaying it everywhere they can. 
even here and redacted the supposed bastion of progressivism i have seen pickup trucks decked out and punisher shit ranging from the aforementioned huge skulls to more modestly uh, placed decals alongside pickup truck running boards where they've like replaced like tahoe or okay can i i need to just interject who buys the a brand new fucking truck and then puts Skull decals. I just don't understand. Yo, 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 yo. I don't get it. Yo, 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 yo. That that F one fifty I was talking about earlier that kept parking in my neighborhood. Brand fucking new. They replace. They well, they replace like the F one fifty thing or like the the what? Oh, Silverado. It was a Silverado. They replaced Silverado with Punisher. Oh my god! And then like in the back they had a giant Gadsden sticker. A Punisher skull, and then I don't know some some other chud bullshit. Like so I, I of, sorry, keep going. I don't know. I, I don't know. My, it, my favorite one I've seen recently is I was driving here in Santa Fe and I saw a big F one fifty with you know the um it had like a big lift kit in it, and yeah. on the back of it was a pink Punisher skull with a blue line. So I was like, ah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know, like, that's such a fringe market. I guess not. But like, it's, it's, it's even not. more fringe than the people who buy the pink camo. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, camo. yeah. Yeah. Someone needs to take away Chud's Photoshop <laughs> subscription. Like, uh-huh. all their graphic design choices are fucking terrible. Yeah. I was walking out of the store today, and there was a guy in a red, white, and blue t-shirt. Just three bars with a bald eagle on the front. I was like, fucking... Somebody help that man. <laughs> Somebody queer eye that guy immediately. <laughs> Tan France save his life. Um. So before we go f- too far, I want to establish a clear bridge between the cops and the chuds. So I'd like to turn the mic over a little bit. To shark here to tell us about you know some of the 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 interactions and redacted with the back the blue group oh god oh so fucking many <laughs> um one of my personal favorite cop chud punisher lines i ever fucking saw was that i was up actually in vancouver oh those are the fun ones birthplace of everything terrible and um or just washington not bc for yeah yeah no vancouver (laughs) bc is fine yeah it's it's a great city vancouver washington is never go there Um, (laughs) yeah good catch rachel um and i saw some guy who was standing he had an ar-15 heavily modified uh, plate carrier that was about two sizes too small so it just covered like the nipple up <laughs> like, nice like like a football like uh yeah, football pads uh, but like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly um he had on like combat boots and like camo pants muscle shirt and then one of those like little backpacks that like Japanese girls wear in the movies. 
it's like a little it was like a little it's those little ones you can fit like a bottle of water and like a coin purse nice. in it or something. yeah so, yeah exactly <laughs> and so he's got this ar-15 and he's got a gun uh sidearm and he's got like eight knives and he turns around and on his little backpack is a punisher logo <laughs> like where the hello kitty should be was it pink <laughs> I really wish it was. <laughs> and it was just like my favorite. It was my favorite personal Punisher moment. He was decked out like he was in fucking Fallujah yeah. and had like a tiny anime backpack with a Punisher skull on it. I, yeah, the thing that I keep thinking about as I was working on this was the, the day where the Back the Blue group was joined by a bunch of like Nazi influencers downtown God, there's a sentence <laughs> yeah yeah uh, in front of the justice center there was a clash shield walls were formed and then the the chuds uh retreated to the, i think it was the federal building to try and gain gain shelter and were rejected and then they fled in terror yep <laughs> and were chased out of redacted and i think they still called it a victory or something i don't know yeah. But yeah, back to blue. I, I, I don't know if they were ever like an official official group or if it was just like a standing thing of we're going to go and yell at the libs and wave flags. It was a parade of people being like, we love the cops. Yeah. All holding don't tread on me flags. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, hold on. Have you guys seen the don't tread on me flags, but it's like don't step on snakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I want one so bad. Yep. I, I, my favorite is the tread on me harder, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Nice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the moment I decided I was done with Twitter was during the January 6th riot, a woman got trampled while carrying a don't tread on me flag. Yeah. And I threw that um, up on Twitter and I was like, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And people were like, that's so insensitive. You're losing your humanity in the struggle, comrade. And I was like, shut the fuck up. That's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. That's what this app is for. That's what it's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's for being mean to people I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're losing your, your humanity, comrade. <laughs> Twitter, great app. Yep, yep. Discourse. Oh, Getting... it's, it's totally discourse. It's holding each other accountable. It's not just attacking each other at random. Not at Getting... all. Getting trampled while holding a dome fla- tread on me flag is fucking awesome, though. It, yeah, it's very yeah, it's funny. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> iconic. iconic yeah. So, back the blue. Very good kind of microcosm of that, that sweet, sweet chud cop intersection. Uh, very, very closely tied to that whole Blue Lives Matter movement that we were talking up about. It popped up to show support with the people murdering American citizens with impunity. Real good stuff, right? At least it's not crass merchandising. Oh, wait, it is. It's <laughs> yeah. all one big fucking grift. If you go on the internet and do a quick search with, for Punisher, you'll see a ton of merch with Punisher skulls emblazoned with thin blue line imagery. and. Then there were there were two things that really broke my brain, and I started writing about it, and I was like, I'm done. This is the end of the script. Uh, and the first one was Punisher Trump. Oh, yeah, that one's and good. I'm going to talk about that in a sec, I think. And then Punisher Trump Desert Eagle. Mm. 
from a horrible, horrible website. Do you, when I say Desert Eagle, do you know what I mean? You're I don't talking. Think so. you're, you're talking about the gun from Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. I, I, I'm talking about the gun from the uh, inter- the documentary Snatch. Yes, with <laughs> Desert Eagle point five zero, uh, <laughs> with a horrible, horrible website promoting it. And here's a quote. The standout feature on the new Eagle is obviously those Trump Punisher grips. Punisher grips are one of those novelty customizations some people enjoy and others find taxi. They're tacky. We don't care what side of that fence you're on. If you can't admit that adding a Trump hairline to the mix isn't incredible, then it's your loss. Wow, incredible is a strong word to use there. (laughs) take away their photoshop subscription jesus christ yeah and i i feel like we could explain the the punisher trump thing but it's the same line as what we had when we were talking about trump as the god emperor in our warhammer episode it's just even dumber with with punisher trump donald's hair is superimposed on the skull to symbolize a Something sexually assaulting women, potentially selling state secrets to Saudis, encouraging a fascist putsch seems pretty Punisher to me, I guess. And the longer we go, the more I can feel my soul slip away. So we're going to close up here soon. And it's not just merchandise is the thing. If you were conscious in January 2021, you know, among the, the woman getting trampled as she only don't trample on me, Flack, you probably saw images of the Punisher skull all over the putsch. There's the zip tie guy had the skull. Other people in tactical gear were hunting for Congress reps while sporting Punisher patches, you know, completely peaceful protest. Perhaps they read the following blurb from a Punisher comic and thought, what would Frank Castle do? Are you guys ready for a quote directly from the source? And I don't know if this is Garth Ennis, but it's from before, Punisher. Before you jump into it, this is just a quick infomercial. If you put any patches on your plate carrier, you're fucking tacky. <laughs> you're, well, that, that's, you get, a, that, that's how you get doxxed. Right you, get, you get to put a pronoun patch on your plate carrier and nothing else. <laughs> Anything else is fucking tacky. Pronoun patch is just being polite. That's, yeah. 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 So here's here's the quote. Again, this is from the comic book. This is Frank Castle in a Marvel comic book speaking. Here it is. When I started, I thought I'd make a difference. Wipe out organized crime. Ha! The real enemies in Washington. Liberal Democrats have sold this country down the river. You know what would make a difference? Blowing away a few crooked congressmen. Yeah. I'd even kill a few Republicans just to show I'm bipartisan. Question here is... What do we what do we do about the Punisher? What should be done? We have nothing to say about this. So it needs to just slowly fade into the recesses of humanity <laughs> to be forgotten, and no one needs to bring it up again. Now, I, I got some thoughts on there, and we've probably seen the you know throughout this the creators of the comic continuously cry out in one singular voice, "Yo, what the fuck, you morons!" 
even Garth Ennis, whose work I do not enjoy at all, not even in the show forms. I don't like the boys. I don't like uh, Preacher. Even he joined in on that. It's a universal thing. Everyone involved in the creation of Frank Castle, even John Bernthal, seems mortified about the incredibly violent vigilante they've created being picked up by state actors and fascists. But who could have seen it coming? So throughout writing this, I kept thinking about what they were trying to do when making the character. And I think that somewhere along the line, they attempted to make a character that was a criticism of the way the military machine destroys and dehumanizes people. And it turns them in to tools of violence, incapable of nothing else, without years of therapy to undo their training. The problem is, they're doing that in a medium that, unless you're Alan Moore, doesn't give itself over to that sort of conversation. But you know what does? The TV show Barry with Bill Hader. <laughs> I humbly suggest that Barry is a better Punisher than Punisher. The entire show is centered around a former Marine trying to come to terms with the things that he's done, what his training has done to him, and how he can, or even if he should, integrate back into society. It gets dark. It has light moments, but it does not glorify violence. And I think that's the problem with Punisher. Hmm. Ultimately, with Punisher, you cannot get away from glorifying violence. No matter how much viscera the Burnthal show cakes on Castle, he just looks too cool. He does not look haunted. He does not suffer incredible breakdowns while coming clean to his acting teacher. There is no humanity in Frank Castle, which is a problem. Because no matter your problems with the Iraq war or any war, the people fighting it are humans. You hate war because it takes humans and renders them inhuman. But in Marvel land, there is no room for that. You cannot, as in Barry, have a character silently glimpse hell in the middle of a crowd of people, people that he has killed. And that actor, because he is in Marvel land, will not be able to portray that horror as well as Bill Hader can. Which was a surprise. It's a great show. You should watch it. <laughs> so what do we do? My vote is similar to Rachel. Just ditch it. Either that or you turn <laughs> it into a villain. But I don't run Marvel. Marvel has opted to have Frank Castle be verbally mean to a couple of cops while still supporting their mission. And then adopt a new kind of skull based on the Japanese Oni. It's a demon tied to murder. I don't know. There's some in-comics justification for it, and it ties the character to some ninja group, but I don't give a shit. So what do you two think? What do you, what, what, what do? I mean, it's already been co-opted by awful humans, so it's like already, it's already too far gone to be like, to leave our, you know, brain space. It's here. It was created. There's this, like... <laughs> You put the evil out. You created the atomic the, bomb. Now the evil is out, exactly. And it's just, you can't yeah. put it back in. I don't know. You shark. You look like you're in great shape. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, like, there was a time during, for, during the protests in Redacted when I got one. <laughs> it's, it's the best recurring joke yeah, that everyone yeah. I know who has listened to the podcast hates. <laughs> they all hate this joke. If you don't like it, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, one, of my, one of the moments I think about forever is like, I mean, it's not even a moment. It's like just this collapse. You know, like memories accordion together after a time. Yeah. It's just yeah. like an amorphous white dude 
LARPing and military shit with Punisher logos all over. And then, like, scrolling Twitter and seeing members of the IDF wear it and seeing police in South Africa and seeing, like, South American fascist paramilitary groups. And it's just like, holy fuck. You just, like, know you're living in, like, a particular moment in history that one might call, like, Berlin, 1935. Um, Well, 32. Yeah, 32 would make it better. Yeah. And, like, you just know that at some point, you're gonna like the last thing you see before you leave this world might be some fucking asshole in a crew cut and a punisher shape and it's just a disappointing fact and there's nothing you can do about it yeah nihilism that's that's (laughs) what i have for you (laughs) embrace that everything sucks made me think of cabaret i think I, i mentioned it on a previous episode but the whole thing, or at least the movie. I'm not going to watch the musical because I don't fucking care. But the movie, it's like you have this insular group of uh, bohemian acty singy assholes trying to ignore away the problems of the of the looming Nazi regime. And then by the end, it has subsumed everything. And the one guy who seems to have tried to fight them on the streets is moving back to England. Which is good for him because he's a gay man and it would not have gone well for him. Yeah, I guess that's my pitch. My pitch is the movie Cabaret. You're living in a weird (laughs) and possibly end time. Abandon gender, race, and class. Find a nice group of people (laughs) and have sex with all of them until everything (laughs) comes back. That's my pitch for The Punisher. It will destroy you. It's unavoidable. Just Fuck all your friends until you die. It's what all the cool people have always done. <laughs> My pitch is to be Alan York in that movie and you know get into a fight with the brown shirts and then run to another country if you can. But Rachel, what? So yeah, I mean, you you just kind of mine is to go just... into the woods and be away from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I have no other solution. Everyone's yeah. awful. <laughs> I like yeah. how we've talked about like Nazis, we've talked about like fascist paramilitaries, we've talked about a whole series of things. And the one we've come to the end of and been like, I don't fucking know where I'm gonna <laughs> die is the Punisher, <laughs> a fucking comic book. Like And I think like part of it is uh, it, uh, it <laughs> one of the reasons that I get that way with this one specifically, I think, is like cause Marvel is such a huge thing that is owned by an even larger thing, i.e. Disney. And they're not doing shit. Yeah, when it. you said that that um the Punisher series was on Disney Plus. Yeah. I was a little perplexed. <laughs> yeah. No, they got that they got Punisher. They have I think they're getting Deadpool. But you know what they did? Uh the movie Splash where there's a mermaid played by Daryl Hannah. Uh, there in the original release, there's a scene where she comes out of the water and you see her her butt. Oh, they no. digitally edited it <laughs> so her hair goes down longer and covers up her butt. Okay, so but that's important, right? I get yeah. why they did that. Yeah, sure. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Got to protect the sanctity of the little kids. Yep. yep. Jesus fucking Christ! And I don't know if you. Uh, so I watched the new like the the obi-wan show and uh i was talking to my dad about it earlier today and i was like there's no joy 
in that. There's no fun. And, and, and I was confused because it's Star Wars. Star Wars is supposed to be fun, but yeah, there's no that's fun. A weird. And I, I just don't know where all of these, these things are anymore. And you get death squads are using your IP. Aren't you going to do something? <laughs> I don't know. Aaron, they yeah. came out against Florida doing a hate crime. No, they were right. like, hey, we don't like that you're doing a hate crime. And now they're okay. Yeah. Please don't do the hate crime. Thank you. We will stay yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. And Florida was like, you can no longer be a weird semi-autonomous zone <laughs> yep. in a swamp. <laughs> mm, similar to Shrek. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, similar to Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> a weird semi-autonomous zone in a swamp. Except unlike Disney, Shrek is perfect. I don't even have the energy to get amped up about Shrek. When you think about it, Shrek is the good version of the Punisher. He is indifferent to the law and order of the place he lives. But he sets out, regardless of the moral norms of his society, to free his people from oppression. Are there other ogres in that movie? No, okay. yes. tail critters. It's well established. I mean, oh, fairy. Well, his okay. his like future wife becomes like is an ogre. Yeah. so she's one. Yeah. But yeah, That's he's right. only one. Yeah, he's he is the good Punisher. I support that. <laughs> he is the Punisher for eviction defense, which is what Shrek is about. I think that maybe our next palate cleanse episode recording should be uh, you talking about Shrek. I, I have a lot to say about the movie Shrek. <laughs> Remember, this was like, I think maybe during the conspiracy episode, I was telling you guys that there's a video that I need to show you about Shrek and it will change. It. Just it. <laughs> you need to watch it. Um, yeah, so maybe we will talk about Shrek in our okay. next palate cleanser. That'd be good. That. And you, uh, yeah, you two can try and sell me on Shrek. Being... I have a lot to say about Shrek one, <laughs> right. two, and even three, and especially Shrek the musical, which is an underappreciated work. Of good God, it yeah, it's really good. All the songs slap. <laughs> Who I'd be is a Broadway masterpiece. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think. Well, that's all I got. I uh, there is no hope. There is no joy. And I will leave. In that case, we can end with all this right. screen oh, share. Oh no! Oh god! What is no? <laughs> Which is truly a cursed piece of merchandise. Well, Come it's just on. so confusing. Just, like, what's your message? Describe it, Rachel. <laughs> It's the Punisher skull with the the trans flag colors. <laughs> and that and would be flowers, the flowers are coming out of the eye sockets and around the skull, top of the skull. And at the bottom, in kind of cursive font, it says, say her name. Please tell me what that message is. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. It's yeah, like... it's the Photoshop needs to be taken away yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> not oh it's part of that run of like blm themed the skulls for justice and it is quite literally the worst thing i've ever seen here's All another right. one. Oh no oh my god that so it's like, like almost the fist it has it, almost it the fist. it's the black power fist as a punisher skull holding the word the letters blm 
so I see that and what I what I what I what I see is uh one of the Greenskins faction in Total War Warhammer 3. Uh and they they are right now at the at my faction's borders with several laws that I have to fight in order to win the campaign and yeah. stop the Greenskins from taking over. Yeah. Everything. And that's really ah. That's really the thesis is to stop the green skins from taking <laughs> over stop everything. This. Stop the orcs and the goblins and the noblars. <laughs> yeah. From <laughs> if you're gonna take one thing from this episode, listener, if anyone you know who's conservative <laughs> has a Photoshop subscription, steal their identity yeah. and cancel <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, thank you in five to ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. When they don't make punisher paraphernalia. Yeah. Steal people's identity!